0: See, this is why editing is great, because when I flub for a minute on something like an intro, I can just start over.
1: Okay,
2: let's start this show. Make a selection.
0: Hi, Step Maniacs, and welcome to the first ever Step Maniacs All Perfect cut All per... Almost perfect. Almost perfect cast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All perfect.
0: We're yes. your hosts. See, see, it's 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 almost perfect because I can't even say the name right. Uh, I'm John Bono. You might have also seen me streaming as John the Branch, and these are my co-hosts, and they will introduce themselves, hopefully in an order.
1: Hi, this is Issa. I play a lot of Step Maniacs, but I am not a streamer yet.
2: Hi, my name is Drew. Uh, I go by Word Wordus on YouTube and Twitch and on Discord.
1: Uh,
0: w- Drew, Drew I, I this is the first I've heard of this. Um, yeah, should I, I be uh, calling you Drew on this podcast, or should I be calling you Word?
2: Well, Word is my name backwards, so you can do whatever. Whoa,
0: because because I there 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 have been many times where I have thought aloud to myself, you know, part part of why you're such a get on this podcast is because. I can ask you a question and say what's the word. So, this is a new podcast. We decided to start it because this game needs a podcast. It's a wonderful, excellent game that everybody who's ever played any step music rhythm game, it's better than any of them. I I I I I can't sell this game enough. It's fantastic. You should all play it. And so we're just going to sit and talk about it for half an hour to an hour, once a month, every song drop till the end of time.
2: till Konami acquires.
0: Until until Konami, uh, (laughs) until Konami sues Step Revolution and acquires the game. And and then we're all, you know, waiting another 15 years until Kyle Ward makes a new game. Yes, exactly. Okay, real quick. And we're going to try to make this the first topic of every show. The song drop. There is no song drop this week. Go play everybody to the sun and silent movie over and over and over again, like everybody else has been doing. So since we're new, we've decided to make the topic of this episode, Welcome to the Neighborhood. We're going to talk a little bit about ourselves, who we are, and uh, why we belong on this podcast, and why you should listen to us. And we're going to talk a little bit about the game Step Maniacs for those that have never seen or heard about it. And maybe we should do that first. So, uh, uh, gosh, I, I, none of us really have a spiel ready for this, so we're just we're just going to wing this one. Uh, Step Maniacs is... Uh, I mean, the best point of comparison is if you've played Dance Dance Revolution, it's that with an extra panel in the middle made by enthusiasts for enthusiasts to play with modern technology, I would say is the most succinct way to put it. And if you don't know what Dance Dance Revolution is, it's that game that you saw at the arcade 20 years ago where there's four little panels side-by-side, side, two sets of four panels, and you step on those panels in time to music based off of a cue that's on the screen. It's healthy, it's fun, and it's musical, and you enjoy yourself. that uh, d- 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 where did, like, help me out here what 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 is i, I do
1: agree that it's like ddr but i do think that it's trying to be a better version and i think it does succeed in that not just for getting new players by being extremely easy to pick up and play but just because there's so much effort put into it way more than the other dance games in a lot of aspects like the step charts are very quality the lighting effects with special lights for Sans too. Like there's just a lot of effort and it shows and they really made a very fun game to spend all your time being healthy and exercising. I do love the exercise aspect of it. Uh, that's one thing that really got me into the game for Intro the Neighborhood. I like never would exercise when I was younger and I was a little chubby little kid. But then I started playing dance games like crazy SMX wasn't around back then. But yeah, DDR and playing it every day is healthy and fun.
2: I feel like the biggest thing that Step Maniacs has bringing to the community is just ease of use. The The user interface is very simple to use and people that have never played any rhythm game before can come up to the screen and it has, you know, press here to enter or whatever it says. And they, they start and... The UI is just easy enough for them to figure out without having to ask, you know, other people that have been playing for years and years, like, how do I get to this part? How do I do this? How do I even change the song or the difficulty or anything? I think the biggest thing that especially Kyle has been focusing on is just ease of use and trying to get people that have never played a dance game before or a step game or a rhythm game to just try. I think he's
1: done a really good job especially for owners as well. Just buying it and setting it up, it's like ready to go out of the gate, which is very appreciated. And if you ever do need to do maintenance, like replacing sensors, you can just buy them from them and it's extremely easy.
0: Oh yeah, from the operator standpoint too, yeah, it's its not just the new user standpoint or even the expert user really. It's A, a lot of what you want to do in the game is super exposed. Getting into the options menu is, is super fast and snappy. It's not designed for a home user to own the arcade cabinet. But even as uh, all three of us podcast hosts own our own Step Maniac setup at home, uh, we all spent thousands and thousands of dollars to to have this in our very own, you know, treasured spot somewhere where we live. And even that is still pretty friendly from from that aspect. But yeah, the from an arcade, opera, arcade operator standpoint, you have to hook up the Wi-Fi and let it go. There's a chance that you might never have to do any maintenance on that pad for the first year or two it's in your arcade. And that's under heavy, heavy use. It is a really robust piece of equipment. You were saying, Word. We've mentioned Kyle Ward a couple times. I guess his name's gonna come up a lot because he's the main he's the main name behind the game. He probably puts some of the most into step maniacs, but he also has this pedigree of just being involved in a lot of music rhythm games over the last 20 years, he was one of the main guys behind In the Groove, which was another, uh, we might call that a DDR knockoff for enthusiasts, like like you might call Step Maniacs, but not nearly to the same level of excellence that I would I would describe SMX with. But he was one of the leads on that, if not the the main lead, if either of you can correct me on that. And he was involved in the development of rerave another music rhythm game there was another four panel step game uh that was meant for mainly for home use called i dance he makes a lot of music for these games he's he's incredibly involved
2: he also worked with Andamiro to make uh pump it up pro
0: yeah very very prolific guy you know what let's not let's not undersell it you know what i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to slam my hand on the desk there's the sound of me slamming my hand on the desk and say it, the, the music rhythm gaming genre as it is today would not exist without Kyle Ward. It would be much less without him, uh, thanks to the, the effort and work he put in over the last two decades. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll, he, his that name's going to come up a lot. Uh, we're we're going to say silly things like Hollow be his name. Uh, I think the first time I ever met the guy, he was selling red octane pads at an anime convention. And I happened to be the person who tasked themselves in the game room of hosting the DDR tournament at that anime convention and it was falling apart and he came into the game room and saved it. He taught me how to like the most basics of pad repair because the DDR machine there was just garbage and needed about four hours of TLC to be playable on. And so we did that. And I learned how to to scoop out dirt and move sensors around and get, get an unplayable machine into a junk machine. And so we could all play the reflex horribly off sync because it was a, an extreme machine.
2: I think the the first time I ever played a dance game was probably on an Extreme or something. It was around like two thousand four or five. I don't have like a whole lot of memories of what I started on. I remember the arcade that I learned the most from, on was uh, Extreme and the ITG two cabinet. Well,
0: oh, yeah, that would be a good time to talk about ourselves now. Isa, what got you into music rhythm games initially, or, or dance games, I should say.
1: I started when I was 14 years old. I went to my friend's house in high school, and she had it hooked up there. And I tried it, and I decided that I wanted to just keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. So I got, you know, a a modded PS1 and all the Japanese DDR games, and I played it on a terrible soft pad, like, every day for at least an hour. The closest uh, machine was, like... 45 minutes away and it was like a third mixed korean or something but i played that all i could too so yeah i've been playing a really long time but not super serious for that long doing like the charts on maniac or you know whatever back then then um i took a complete break for like five years when i had kids and then i uh Went to a kid's party at Peter Piper Pizza, and there was actually a really decent condition Supernova Two machine there. At
0: Peter Piper Pizza?
1: Yes, really decent machine. They were taking care of it, and it was on like you know like fifty cent joint premium. What? And it's like it was like two minutes from my work, so I just started getting serious again. So I was like two or so years ago, and then like after I did that a couple times. A week for a while, a couple months and then a round one was opening right across the street from it so once again still just two minutes from my work so then I played a whole bunch there and started playing pump it up as well and pump it up is really fun too I really enjoy it and then thanks to COVID everything closed and then I decided to buy my SMX machine I'm an adult I can do what I want now I've saved up this money, and I had never even played SMX, um, but I had, you know, heard about it forever. I'm originally from the Northwest. I have lots of friends who know Kyle and had had the game or had played the game, so I just bought it, and it was definitely worth it. And Ben obviously got super serious about getting good since I got my machine. So,
0: but and by super good, you mean your. Uh... You're rank five on the leaderboard for full. You're five foot. What's your height? I'm
1: five foot three, so you guys you can play full.
0: Again, fifth ranked in the world on the full leaderboard, and you're five foot three.
1: And I never, I I never played full on anything really until I got
2: my machine. And you're. You're number eight in the world on The Wild, which is, I think, has the most competition out of all the modes.
1: I've played super hard since I got my machine.
2: (laughs) Now,
0: a little bit of speculation. That Peter Piper Pizza had some dance gamers that worked there. That's the only way that that machine was in that good of shape, right? They
1: they had some dance gamers, yes.
0: As is always the case. So I, I also think that I got my Step Maniacs machine because of COVID. I think that's a thing that a lot of listeners are going to hear and say uh, that that's going to ring true with probably about 50% of people that own this hardware in their own home. That's that's going to be a pretty common experience. All right, Word, what's, what's your history? Give us baby Word all the way up to Manly Drew. Okay. Going around with his heart monitor today.
2: So I started Rhythm Games playing step mania on keyboard actually it was basically what was it probably in like around eighth or ninth grade so this would have been 2003 four ish started playing on keyboard because i saw a friend playing it and i thought that was cool so you know just playing the ddr songs with the arrow keys two fingers and then i started working my way up to like harder stuff and then i got into like keyboard only stuff where it's like really fast and really dense stuff and where you play with all four fingers or six sometimes and so about two years i would just kind of focus on that and i played a lot and then in high school around i think 10th grade probably i had one of my friends that played ddr take me to i don't know if it was an arcade or if it was like somewhere in a mall i think and they had a DDR machine, don't know what kind it was, but I hopped on, played some song that was like a four or five, and I was like, this is way too easy. And so the next song we played something that was like <clears throat> we played something that was like a seven and I was like, okay, this is about right. So, um and then we found an arcade that had an ITG two and an extreme cabinet, and we went there like gosh, at least two or three times a week for, like, four or five hours and played just all the time. And then we found a second arcade that had an ITG2 cabinet, and this was in, like, an arcade that serves, like, alcoholic drinks, and they're open, like, from 11 a.m. to, like, 2 a.m. So sometimes we'd go and we'd play for, like, 10 to 12 hours. Um, may May or may not have hacked the cabinet to giving us free credits, but I can't remember for sure. So that's kind of what for the next like basically three to three or four years until I think around 2008 to 2009, we played that just constantly, just ITG, you know, customs, R21 stuff, uh, stuff that had been hacked on the cabinet or whatever. And then both the arcades basically right around the same time just got rid of all their stuff and basically that was it. So fast forward to 2017, I decided, I was like, you know what? I want to start playing dance games again because I really liked that. So I asked one of my friends from that I had known from playing ITG back in the day. said, hey, what sh- what kind of pad should I get? And he goes, well, there's this one you can get for like $300. It's kind of like a Cobalt Flux. Or if you wait a little bit, he's like, I heard Kyle Ward is coming out with something pretty soon. So I was like, I'll just wait, cause you know, whatever. I'm not super into it. Like, I don't know. So I'll just like I'll just wait. And so Kyle Ward introduces Step Maniacs at the beginning of or like the middle of twenty seventeen. And then the pads go on sale and I try to get one and they get all sold out. So I'm like, well, so much for that. But then it was probably like within a couple weeks from that first sale he announces on facebook or something that he's like uh we have these leftover machines these all-in-one cabinets that were overstocked so we're gonna sell these for like huge discounts so and they set the time that they're gonna release and i was able to get one so i think i got mine delivered in like november 2017 And it got delivered. It was, like, fully set up on the truck. It was really weird. I had to disassemble all of it to get it inside and then reassemble it. And basically, I've been, the first, like, three years that i had it, I just grinded everything hard. I started migrating to full mode within, like, I think about a year and then kind of focused on that ever since. And so that was a Gen 1 cabinet. Um, And then September of 2021... I upgraded the pads to uh, Gen 5s, and now here we are.
0: And now we have to talk about how good you are at this game, because <laughs> you are also phenomenal at this game. Issa uh, is rank 5 on full global. You're ranked twelve current or no rank eight sorry sorry you're both in the 12 million club that's what matters because these rankings are going to change over time right like like revo man's in the game he's 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 going to be he's going to be challenging dante in about six weeks here (laughs) um he's yeah he's going to be up there with uh, with water salads and 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 chess whiz and and you guys but uh the the point is uh you're you're really good at that mode uh you're so good that you you upgraded your your stages to have 18 panels in them total because what
2: why oh because rhythm horizon is super fun anybody that hasn't tried it you really should try it it's so fun even just nine panel it's extremely fun it has a little bit of a learning curve because it's you know a lot more panels and just getting being able to read them but it's extremely fun the patterns that people are making for charts it's like almost all community made charts which is really nice rhythm horizon everyone should try i think
0: also, selling yourself a little short by uh, not not pointing out that on all difficulties, you're, as of this recording, third ranked in the world.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, the- not a lot of people have played every single chart in the game from beginner all the way up through dual and full and everything. So as more people do that, I think people will start falling into place better. But yeah, for a long time, I was number one because I think no one played all the charts except for me it's just kind of fallen where it is
0: you're you're, you're never going to get me to play those beginner charts please right? please I can't, even, I can't even i can't even
1: motivate myself to play the lower difficulties on the dual charts it's just, it's i
0: not... i really hope that we get an update in the future where the leaderboard just excludes beginner and easy <laughs> so at least from your your global like you we could have a you could drop down you can see beginner and easy difficulties, sure, if someone wants to specialize in those things just for fun, but ooh, that all difficulty score. Uh should, should count hard, wild, dual, full uh yeah, hard, wild, dual, and full only. <laughs> just for our
2: sanity. If you go onto the the webpage statmaniacs.com, there is a, a drop down that only has wild and full together.
0: Yeah, but, but what if you want to bring in duel or, and, and hard? Because those are legit modes, right? What if you're yeah. What if you're bad at this game like me and you can't pass all the wild charts?
2: Well, then you just look at the hard leaderboard, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, if you look at the wild plus full, um, right now, Issa, you're actually number three. Only behind yeah. Dainty and Water Salad. Water Salad
1: is so good at hard songs.
0: And, well, Dante, uh, he's going to come up a lot on this podcast. Um, he might You might consider him, if he's not the best player of this game at the world, he's definitely the best precision player of the game. So you'll hear him brought up. Uh, he's got the most APCs, and that's not episodes of this podcast. That's all perfect combos where you get the the really good kind of perfect, the one with two exclamation marks at the end, and you get that on every note. You hit that 20 millisecond window because that's that's the timing window on that on every step on the chart. And he's up to like 300-something on both wild and full, right? He's It's ridiculous how many he has.
1: Yeah, I just it's... know he recently said that he finished getting every 21, which yeah. that's pretty crazy. Some of those 21s are intense.
0: I don't remember the details, but I, but I looked it up about two months ago, and there was a point in time where he was the only person in the world who had APC'd a 22. And he was the only person in the world who had APC'd a 23 or a 24.
2: So <laughs> and he and he has a 25 too.
1: Yeah, he has a 25.
0: That guy has a metronome in every cell of his body and they are finely tuned.
1: Or wait, the, the app says he has two 25s, I mean.
0: <laughs> Looking it up live yep. on this pre-recorded episode. I, I guess I need to go into my story and, and uh, hopefully I'll, I'll try not to make it the longest by far because I, I definitely have a history with dance games. Uh, I first ever played Dance Dance Revolution. It was the last day of my junior year of high school. And I went to an almost all boys school. So when two cute girls invited me out to play DDR with them and their friends, I was I was on it. Uh, it was a slog because I had to walk about three miles to get to that arcade in the middle of summer in Las Vegas, Nevada. So it was probably 115 degrees out. But I was chasing two girls because there just weren't enough car spots. There weren't enough seats in cars. So I'm like, okay, I'm used to walking lots of places. I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a walkie kind of kid. I don't know how I was a walkie kind of kid. I was I was definitely a chubby kid like a lot of us were when we got into these games. I mean, I'm still kind of a chubby guy. I'm working on that. But 17 uh, year old John Bono already had the nickname I said okay I'm going to follow these cute girls to the arcade and um, completely forgot about the girls uh, it was a DDR max uh, so 6th mix cabinet I think I stayed and played for 2 or two and a half hours I don't even remember how I got home that day I played it until I was exhausted I had a ton of fun and I said this is the greatest thing ever I'm going to take every opportunity I have to play this game in the future I didn't really know about home setups. This was 2002, so home setups absolutely existed. And then, over the summer, I got to play a couple times. I got to really beat my, beat myself up, barely passing like fives and sixes. And considering myself good at the game at doing that because I really hadn't seen anyone play outside of that. Somehow, every time I had gone to the the half dozen times I went over went to an arcade that summer, uh, me and me and my friends were the only ones there. And uh, I was the one playing it the most, which is to say maybe a grand total of 15 hours over that summer. And then the website DDR Freak, which I'm sure a lot of people at home will remember that website, uh, had a machine location finder. And when I went back to school for the fall, there was one right on my bus route. I took the city bus to school because I went to Magnet downtown so like the 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 school provided school bus was much slower so i just i just took the regular public transit and it just happened that one stop over and about a mile walk away from school was a 7th mix max 2 machine and that's where i really got to cut my teeth i started playing there 3 hours once a week for uh well for that full school year lost 60 pounds in four months went from 240 to 180 as a teenager you know you can do that as a teenager and uh just really fell in love with the game and fell in love with dance games in general and then i had a huge dearth because i went away to college where uh home or sorry arcades weren't an option i went to the middle of nowhere missouri and so i was playing on home pads for a couple years and on and off uh, then I ended up uh, washing out of college and came back to Las Vegas and where we had arcades again. And I found you know, a couple arcades where once a week I could travel across town once every week or two and get a couple hours of play. But it was definitely less and less over time. I only ever really got up to the nines and easier tens in that era. And I, I tried getting a home set up. Uh, I actually bought my, my Afterburner 2 at the national championships for in the groove when those were held at the circus circus adventure dome and they were used so it was really cheap and that just that you can't keep up on those game on that game i kind of lost interest even though that's when i started working at arcades i was able to play at arcades for free but i don't know when it's when it's there and you can only play one or two songs at a time and have to go back to work and you get sweaty you actually start playing the games less somehow than when you were going there as a dedicated trip. And so I just fell more and more out of it in the the early to mid two thousands. And then sometime around, I want to say 2010, right? When word you were falling out of it is when Gemini arcade in Las Vegas opened up. And that was, that was an international music rhythm gaming tourist destination. They had two dedicated in the group, two cabinets, which I, by, by this time I had, you know, switched to in the group before I, I fell out of, uh, dance gaming and i said okay this is where i'm gonna go and i didn't really because it was half an hour across town but for a few years on and off i would go there and play and started getting back in shape again and then then it closed because their lease ran up and they didn't want to renew and they were going to do a new opening and they never got around to it but the owner of that uh, arcade Julie uh, Julie Gemini, who is uh, also an international celebrity in the dance gaming community at this point, just because of uh, how much she's gotten around and how much uh, she's a, I don't know, an, an advocate for the scene. I would describe her as. Uh, she had promised to sell me one of her in the groove cabinets, and this is where this is where we're coming into my Step Maniacs experience. And so that had been sitting in the wings for about a year. I was going to buy her in the groove two data cab, one of her three. Uh, It just had some fixing up to do, and we never got around to it. We both had a lot going on. Everyone got laid off during COVID. I wasn't sure I had that money secure to actually buy on that. Like, I had the money, but I didn't know if I was going to need that to survive off of. And then one day I was Googling whether or not... I was listening to my my music playlist, and I was hearing Jenny Ram, and I wondered, hey, is Jenny Ram's vocalist a, a synthesizer, or is that a real person? and so i started to type type typing it away and and i learned oh what what is what is this i i keep seeing all these songs in this game step maniacs what is step maniacs and i i went to the website and i saw what it was and i think uh i think 4 days later i had my stages and <laughs> and touchscreen ordered uh and so i played that I'd already fallen in love with uh, doubles mode at the Gemini arcade, so that's kind of my mainstay, and that's what I play. You'll see me as a as a full specialist. I have maybe a million points outside of full on this game, and right now I'm one of the I guess until more people get into this game, I'm one of the better no bar players at, on full that's that's out there. Uh, and you know, until Skeeter gets his second stage, and oh wait, no, Skeeter's a bar player. Uh, who's, who's a no bar player that only has one stage. Who's just going to totally show me up once they get it. Right, right now it's, it's me, McKeebler and Adrian May, And those are the only guys I got to look out for now, but soon, soon better people will be in here and it's going to be lights out for me. I'm just going to be the guy who's on the podcast.
2: That's crazy that you got your, what was it? The afterburner pad from the ITG nationals. I was supposed to get two. (laughs) I
0: forget who was there. He said he was going to set aside two red octane pads for me. And then, because I always wanted to play double, and I always wanted to have a friend be able to play with me at home. And I got back at the end of the day, and he's like, I sold them all. All I have are my demos. So for way cheaper, I got my one red octane and my one, uh, or sorry, my one afterburner and my one ignition three. But yeah, I, I was absolutely a hanger-on for this community. I Since I worked at the arcades on the Las Vegas Strip, whenever there was a big event, I ran into all the people that were here to compete. So it was really kind of fun to be, even though I wasn't one of those really good players, I got to hang out with all of the giants of the game whenever they'd be around.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot to say that um, one of my claims to fame is that when DDR Disney Mix came out, they, or no, not DDR, Disney Mix, uh, the Mario one, the Nintendo Mario one. Oh, the one on the Wii, yeah. Yeah, when that came out, they had tournaments at, uh, at like, your GameStop. So, you know, I went to my local GameStop and I totally won that. I think I even got, like, only, like, one perfect on whatever sauna was or, you know, one off of, yeah. So I smoked it. I totally won my copy of the game and another terrible soft pad.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think everyone has their has their story about cleaning up the the local scene. When I, when I was away at, at college for that one year, I remember them them having a a, a tournament, and I was just happy that they had decent uh, metal home pad set up. So I played there for hours and hours, and I, I think they decided that for me to compete, I had to play on sudden. Versus everyone else because I could pass. I was the only person there that could pass nines and tens, and like the next best player there could barely pass sevens. You know, back in old DDR terminology, and so that's that's always funny when you feel like the big fish when you're when you know you're not.
1: Yeah, DDR Mario Mix was really lacking in difficulty, though sadly.
0: (laughs) That was an easy one. I think the (laughs) the hardest chart on there was a six.
1: Yeah. Yeah it's great
0: it's it's for kids you know like 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 what we have now all right so that's us and uh welcome welcome to the podcast welcome to step maniacs but yeah this uh this is the the step maniacs almost perfect cast uh this one was definitely much less than almost perfect but hey we're new here we're new to the neighborhood and i hope you welcome us and uh hope you listen to us in the future we should say goodbye. How do how do we say goodbye? Do we do we have a? Does anyone have a sign off they want to like a? Maybe we should come up with something. We'll figure something out. Maybe, maybe like get of some things, of the announcer, the announcer things. I was saying the same thing,
2: Jinx. <laughs> yep.
0: Word-word is can be found at Twitch.tv/slash word word is spelled w-e-r-d-w-e-r-d-u-s you can find me dancing without my shirt on at twitch.tv slash john the branch you can find the discord we're hosted out of as well as the official Stepmaniacs discord somewhere around where you downloaded this podcast until next time keep on stepping maniacs